Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch, I'm really excited to have a friend of mine, Oscar. Oscar is the CEO of Africa Comic Aid. Welcome to the couch, man. Thank you, thank you. A pleasure to be here. <laughs> um, on the couch, we have founders talk about their products and, you know, today we're going to learn everything we can about Africa Comic Aid. So, jumping right into it, Oscar, what is Africa Comic Aid? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what, what, what will I say? Um, Africa Communicate is many things, but then we love to consider it as a platform, a platform um, celebrating the works of African digital creatives in games, animation, comics, and XR. So we look at Africa Communicate as a platform that celebrates their works, showcase these works to the public, as well as connect these creatives to opportunities, opportunities for learning, opportunities for jobs, funding, and collaboration. Yeah, that's what Africa Communicate is. Um, so basically a community product, a platform that celebrates um, works of creatives. Um, you were also specific about the kind of creative spaces you're talking about, games, comics. What is XR? Yeah. Extended reality. Oh, what does that mean? Sorry. Yeah, so that, that's basically the, the part of the creative industry that involves augmented reality, virtual reality, and we can still put that under the new boards that the metaverse, if you get the idea. Oh, <laughs> so AR, VR, MR together is seen as extended reality. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes more sense. Thank you so much for explaining that. Um, and so yeah, how 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 has the journey been? You know, running Africa Communicate, um, um, especially at, as it is um, an African product, an African platform. How has it been growing out this platform? Yeah, man, it has been crazy. I must say, it has been very very crazy. Um, the entire journey has been a roller coaster um, because you know there's this thing about having an idea and executing the idea it's two different realities <laughs> and, and that's that's really crazy yeah that's really crazy so the journey has been fun there's been so much learning along the way and um, we've been exposed to so much more than we thought we knew despite the fact that we thought we knew a lot before getting in and yeah it's also been fulfilling challenging fulfilling it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. So, um, basically, um, anyone who is a who plays games, who builds games, who uses comics, who draws comics, um, graphic yeah. artists, um, XR artists can come join the community either to learn or to showcase their products or to grow or to connect to opportunities grants capital jobs things like that right yeah yeah exactly um that's what we're looking at we're looking at digital creatives as a start though we've also come to learn to see that yeah there is um, a lot of meeting points between all forms of creatives but then you know the music industry for example is part of the creative industry yeah and um 
there are lots of structures out there. I mean, if you, if in Nigeria, for example, you can mention record labels, you know, the record labels manage the artists, stuff like that. Same with the movie industry. We have Nollywood, we have lots of established stakeholders and structure. If you want to go for Netflix, there are people that you know you are to connect with. If you want to go for Amazon TV, there are people. You get the idea. But yeah. when you look at the digital creative industry, there isn't that kind of structure. But when you speak of games, for example, you can mention one or two game studios, but then there's no data about them. There is no structure to support people entering into the industry. And it's the same with the animation industry. It's the same with extended reality. I mean, looking at projections, extended reality is going to provide more than 30 million jobs in the future. Meta is already recruiting like 15,000 or so right now to help build their metaverse. There are lots of um, development around NFTs, um, blockchain gaming. You get the idea. And even Africa has their own metaverse startups right now. But yeah. where do these people come together for support? Where do investors go to to assess these people? Where do these people recruit from? Where do they learn from? There is no such structure. And that's why we're focused on this industry. And it, the most exciting thing also is if you look at games, for example, the games industry is one industry that brings together almost all digital creatives. In fact, all digital creatives and more. So the artists are involved in games, music is involved, um, narrative writing is involved, there's psychology, there's design, name it, everybody is involved in the games industry. And that's why Africa's games industry is not yet there, because there is a divide. Um, the programmer is the one doing the art, is the one doing the voiceover, is the one doing the level design. Meanwhile, out there in established um, industries, you find that they bring all these stakeholders to come together. You've, you've seen it with Angry Birds, you've seen it with Marvel now, for example, which is from comics industry. Yeah. Everybody should work together, and that's the kind of ecosystem we're working on building. Oh, wow. That is really, really amazing. I feel like there's a lot of verticals, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, I, I like to imagine this, this, there's just a lot of things to do, you know, at AfriComicade. Um, yes. You know, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of stakeholders to kind of cater for. Like, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around actually building a community that kind of covers um all of these digital artists and I, I i think it's a lot of work so i understand what you mean by being <laughs> really, really challenging and demanding um and yeah. so like um how did you come about africa communicate what is the founding story like ah it's an interesting one um what can i say i've, I've been in the creative industry for like five years before starting africa communicate um five four years I think about 2014-15, I joined an organization called Center for Tech, and that's where I got introduced to games. That's where I built my first game prototype and went crazy, like, ah, I can do this. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm already a comic and movie fan. I grew up reading Marvel comics, DC comics, watching X-Men cartoon, name it. And I received a lot of beating from playing games. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine my fascination back then. Um, I was just getting into tech, learning web design, HTML. I was doing HTML for coding then, not like five and ordinary people are doing right now. But you can imagine my fascination coming to realize that I can build games myself and all. And um, it was really exciting for me. But then quickly, 
uh, I was supposed to become a game developer. I was a games facilitator, but then I think beautiful the best idea about life is that life happened. I quickly moved on to from training people to mentoring people to organizing events, um, to trying to connect stakeholders together. And that's when reality started dawning on me. Most of my friends back then that were game developers started moving into apps development, web development, web development because the money is not there in the industry. <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. And even some studios that were really, really crazy about, I think 2012, was it 2012? Early 2020s, 2010s, early 2010s, Kuluya came about with the Ole game. I don't know if you remember. And people were crazy like, yeah, games. <laughs> We also had the MTN, um, is it Oya Run or so? But yeah. the truth, the, the, the theme there was um, entrepreneurship was also something quite new to Africa, I must say. There weren't as many tech startups as there are right now. And sustainability as a game developer was very difficult. There were no, there was mostly no jobs. The little studios that were there were just recruiting on contracts. So there's no even like, um, Stability. There's nothing like you can say, okay, I can stay with this company for a year. Most of them were contracts. You build the game, you get paid, you go off. And when it comes to startups, there's no funding, there's no support. And that's when I realized the big problem, that we need structure and we need to support both the entrepreneurs and the creatives themselves. And I left the industry about 2017, 18. I doubled into entrepreneurship myself. I founded my first company in 2017. And I also traveled around Nigeria. And 2019 as well, I moved down to Accra, West Africa, where I furthered my learning in um, software entrepreneurship, came up with some startup ideas, tried a lot of stuff, learned more. And above all, got to meet 54 people from 13 different African countries. That was really, really mind-blowing for me because then it, it changes your perspective. That's the thing about traveling and interacting with people. Um, the more you go out there, the more you see, the more you come to realize you don't know anything. And the yeah. more you come to also realize that you are a part of something much more bigger. We begin again. And, um, it humbles you. It, it really, really humbles you. Yeah. So with my with, with my best experience and all, I came to realize that the problem is general. I mean, you can hear about the game studio in the news, but maybe they make the headlines once in a while, but are they sustainable? Are they profitable? You get the idea. And yeah. that's the big issue. So I went back to meet some of my friends who are in the games industry. One is a 3D artist at Diwali. Um, he currently also is lead technical artist for Quiva Games in Nigeria. The other is Tosin, is a games and XR developer. He also teaches at um, Coding Dojo currently. And I, they, they approached me with this idea for a jam during the pandemic. <laughs> That's, um, um, yeah, around May 2020, they wanted to plan like a COVID jam. And okay. I was like, no, guys, <laughs> I've been studying this industry for years. I've been working on planning so many stuff and a jam would just be another event where people come together and then we go back to the same circle. Let's do something much more bigger. Um, first thing first, we're not just going to do it for Nigeria. We're going to try to connect people from across Africa. <laughs> and then we're going to form a community and provide structure and support for these people. And yeah, lots of pushback. 
do Africans have internet for a virtual event? <laughs> you get the idea. Are people interested? Um, especially as I also left the industry for a while, will it work? Will it? So, so many pushback. But truth is, 2020 August, the Africa, the first game out of happened, and it was a two weeks event. Originally planned one week, but then it moved on to two weeks because. At the end of the first week, when we did the jam, we had some sessions. We had some more people that wanted to come on board. We also had to play the games that was built during the Gamerton. And there are lots more discussions around health, around uh, monetization that was meant to happen. So we had to extend it to two weeks. And it happened. It was a huge success. It's led us to 2021. And now, yeah, we're in 22, planning something much more bigger. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. That is amazing. Um, you know, I, I even want to go further to ask, how was the journey mm-hmm. to into one for Africa Comicade? How many events were you able to organize? How was the community strength like? You know, what's the progress been in the last year? Yeah. Yeah. So um I would say 21 blew my mind. <laughs> so with the sources of 2020, um, as expected, we were very excited. You got the idea. Um, I was really, really supercharged. I knew, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses. And then I believed I could really, really make that huge impact. Um, But there's something out there. One thing I've come to realize, it fits into something you've said before, which is (laughs) don't build a startup on a hungry stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But one thing I've come to realize is, um, and I say it out there to everyone, the biggest impact you can make, say any social impact or whatever, the biggest impact you can make in the world is to, one, be a blessing to the world that's in your work, whatever you do, don't affect your environment, don't hurt people. And two, as an organization, the biggest impact you can do is run a sustainable business. <laughs> that That is very key. The biggest impact is to run a sustainable business. And a sustainable business is is a business that can keep on going, keep on funding itself, provide opportunities, a means of survival for everyone involved. Mm. And what 21 taught me was, um, yeah, 21 hit us back with the big reality of funds. Um, As much as you have ideas and all, if you don't have funds, um, a lot of things will not go the way you planned. You just struggle. And so it was a really big pushback for, for me. I was a little bit depressed. <laughs> you know, when you have all these big ideas, because we, we came up with lots of activities that would really um, support the industry. One which was, um, one I was really passionate about was the E-Africa Challenge. That looked at sustainability and circular economy. And it was also a, a push at telling creatives, oh, you're a game developer. You don't have to keep on building race games or action games or you get fighting games. You can build a startup. You can gamify a social problem and build a sustainable startup from that. I mean, look at Duolingo today. You get the idea. So yeah. as a game developer, you don't just need to go action, action. You can gamify processes. There are lots of problems look into that and so we brought the 17 sdgs we looked at climate change um we even um introduced those who participated to a climate change course from um, united nations len that's an online platform by the un and we also got introduced to green coding 
the same period, UKIA was running a research on green coding, which is how can developers code, optimize their code in such a way that the, the programs use less energy when running on smart devices and laptops. And that was mind-blowing for me. <laughs> you get the idea, because that, that's the problem. In the creative industry, everybody is trying to make money through one main source. You get the point. And there are other opportunities we can explore. So that was one of the things we brought to the table. We also ran the Spark Fellowship. We ran a pilot of it, which is helping people who want to get into this industry to gain those skills in a virtual program and then get access to jobs and uh, jobs, yeah, jobs and internship opportunities. And that was also a learning process. Coming to realize that it's not just in Nigeria we have power problems. <laughs> You get the idea. Yeah. Because when people speak of it, we Nigerians are like, ah, there's no life. Come on, it's everywhere. <laughs> there are places in Nigeria that have 24 hours power supply, as there are places that don't. And yeah, it was an interesting learning experience for us, basically. But one key thing that stood out is the need for funds, it's the need for valuable partnerships as well. Because a lot of people, when they see you going up, they want to partner with you. But you really need to be clear, okay, what are you bringing to the table? Are they complementing skill sets? Um, are the goals aligned so that you just don't randomly jump from partner to partner and get involved and stretch your team thin? And yeah, but we were able to pull through with some things. We did the E-Africa Challenge successfully. We ran the Spark Fellowship successfully as well. Um, currently, we... Yeah, because it was a pilot, we had about 70 people applied. We brought that down to 12 people joined in the program and just two people graduated from the program. <laughs> and right now, one of them, we've been able to secure an internship opportunity for him in the US. So he's going to be working on a, on a game project with the studio for about three months. And we're really excited about that. Oh. And also, the yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, really, really, really um, massive progress in the year 2021. I think that's actually mm -hmm. such a big year for Africa Communicate. Um, yeah. And so, like, we're in the new year right now. So what's mm -hmm. the vision? Like, every year you have a lot of massive ideas. And so what's the <laughs> 2022? What, what, what are we expecting from Africa Communicate this year? Yeah, so 2022... Um... The first thing is we've learned from the past years and um, the first thing I we're trying to do right now is one, have a physical presence in Nigeria. Um, in the past, we've really moved around. You get the idea. We've run um, things virtually and it has worked well for us. But now it's important for us to create that space for creatives to come together, interact and virtual space still exists we're pushing heavily on that but then it's also important for us to have that physical space for these creatives so we'll be working with orbs to have meetups across the, the nation and even across the continent and because africa communicate is a people so though as one entity with our various partners we're trying to see how they could also organize these meetups they can also replicate whatever we are doing because the idea is to make the industry grow. If the industry grows and becomes sustainable, we can move around and exchange resources and it's for our growth. So having that physical presence in Nigeria is something we'll be working big on this year. Okay. Also, 
most of the projects we we piloted last year we tried our hands on we're going to be adding much more structure into them um so we have the spark fellowship we have the gamerton as always um yeah. we have the e africa challenge and we'll just be bringing some little new stuff to the table so we'll add more structure to those and i think the, the main new thing we'll be bringing to the table is the the thin side of the creative industry a lot of people have sent us emails organize something for children and all um but we've been careful and right now this year i think that would be possible so i think that's the main new thing we'll be bringing to the table but we'll stick with all our projects and we'll add much more structure to it so that we can actually support people yeah that is really really interesting that is really really interesting looking forward to the big year um 2022 for africa comic aid um there's been this recent um interest by foreign investors in the gaming game developer space in africa what do you think Mm -hmm. what what do you think is happening what do you think is changing with this space i think a few days ago carry first um got investment from i think softbank right yeah. so like yeah. what's what's is, what is changing you know what is what is what is what is changed basically you know what is showing that oh there's there's a market here and you know people are beginning to get interested yeah so so it's no news that africa is the next frontier and not just in gaming in tech in startup and business and all and that's um to start with the fact that um africans are becoming are get, getting more accessibility to services mobile phones are going mainstream internet accessibility as well is getting to more people's uh, more hands of people across the continent yeah. and also consumption is increasing so we have the population the whole idea right now is how do you capture this population Um when it comes to game development Africa doesn't even make up to according to research according to the statistics out there they say Africa makes up about just 1% of game development but when you also look at gaming much more people are becoming to see these as a means of not just entertainment but making money i mean look at the play to earn um method out there whereby playing a game you gain revenue that's really mind blowing someone yeah. posted the other day like made about 800k in a month just by playing games and he resigned from his job he got the idea yeah 800k from doing what you love people now have gone on to open youtube channels and through that they make money some are making tiktok videos so the world is changing and The interesting thing about foreign investors is um they are much more experienced in spotting futuristic ideas. How, how do I put it? You know they they can see emerging markets as opposed to local investors. Local investors always like to they, they don't like so much risk. <laughs> yeah, they better right? Bets. Yeah. Yeah, they they like safe bets. While foreign investors they are much more futuristic they like to try out stuff try out markets and they've tried investing in Africa before the not work but then with this social change even in our demographics our gen z population they spend in our generation it's not like people were not um, playing games but they were most likely playing cracked games <laughs> you get the idea stuff like that when a generation that actually spends money for movies spend money they pay for subscription and stuff like that so the investors have 
identified such markets and are really looking for products that fit that. So you, you, you are going to see much more investment in blockchain technologies. You're going to see much more invest, investment in metaverse, especially those ones paired with blockchain. You're going to see much more investment in companies that are in esports. Um, mm. I wouldn't lie to you. A majority of the investment will go into gaming than game development. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot because the the turnover the cycle to get your return on investment for gaming is almost direct but for game development it's pure it's risk. Well. Yeah. yeah so a lot will go into gaming and it's exciting what we just need to see and figure out right now is how these stakeholders can also at least support um because if one side grows without the other we will still once more run the risk of creating another consumer Go. market. Yeah. yeah. And Africa should not do that for the future. Look at what's happening already in the tech space. A lot has been invested in getting our, our, our youth upskilled with technical skills. And right now, we're reaching a stage where even developers with two, three years experience don't want to work for African startups again. <laughs> yes. And everybody is leaving. So we really need to build infrastructure and a community that can actually reinvest here because yeah. what we don't understand is it's still home no matter how much you go the market is still here right now everybody is targeting this population so even if you go outside the continent you'll most likely still be building for this population and there is so much money here we just need to make I don't know, we just need to create that avenue for generating the money in a secular way. In games, for example, monetization has been the biggest problem. Like you build a game, now how do you make money? Back then in the US and all, they have stores and other places where you buy this game. In Africa, we did not have that. It's just now people are coming up with the idea. And I think that's one thing Carry First really has, a, a, how do I put it, a lead in. Because, you know, they are a publishing firm. And yeah. so the games, they have a community of gamers and, and that's what investors are looking out for. Something that they are setting their money will come back. <laughs> get so yeah. we'll see a lot more of that and I'm really excited. And there are also amazing projects. If you look at the animation industry, for example, you realize um, Ant Hill just sealed a deal with Amazon TV. If you look at, th that, that, that's in Nigeria. In yeah. Ghana, Anima FYXB sealed a deal with Amazon. I think $1 million. Super oh, wow. impressive. Really amazing. So we are really now cutting huge checks now. If you look at uh, the comics industry, Comic Republic is making us super, super proud. They sealed a deal with um, a company. I've forgotten the name, but they are going to make a full feature film of their comic characters. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and all around this change is happening. It's really becoming exciting. I think we're getting to that point where the creative industry, this side of the creative industry, will gain more um, visibility and will become much more sustainable. But my only, my only, how do I put it? The only thing that makes me sad is once more, we have to rely on foreign investors to make local investors see that this is a place worth investing in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 that makes sense well i think it is what it is um as far as investments are coming 
great let them come and over time of course it will activate even the local investors to also get into the game um that's really really amazing i wanted to also ask you about your thoughts on the esports um space in africa um i have yeah. had a few founders on the couch um from mostly northern africa um and apparently the esports space in like egypt is really really huge in africa like how is it man. in the, the rest of sub-saharan africa man 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 esports is is where the money is right now <laughs> like it's just that i don't have a solid background in it and um we're already doing so much <laughs> you get the idea yeah. but when you look at esports esports is that place investors see their money coming back in and um yeah in northern africa and in south africa man crazy millions of dollars are being made that way crazy millions of dollars lots of money is being made through esports when you look at sub-saharan africa i would say um kenya has really really done a lot kenya has done a whole lot kenya has um an esports um education um organization they teach people how to play games Kenya has lots of tournaments ongoing as well with um I know Ludic World has something for esports Gway Studio has something for esports but one that is very established aside South Africa and Northern Africa those guys they're on a the different level <laughs> but one that is really established is um you look at Feja Feja is in Cote d'Ivoire yes Feja is in Cote d'Ivoire, owned by Paradise Games. So they have the facility, they have the computers, and they are really doing awesome stuff. People from even Nigeria, from across Africa, travel down to go and compete. And I think they are the biggest in Western Africa. Mm. In Eastern Africa, Kenya is the is the nation that has the most activity, and they are also doing lots of awesome stuff. I also have to give a shout out to Navia Rodem. They are in Uganda. and they are doing crazy stuff as well building an ecosystem so aside nigeria what 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 will i say um aside um cote d'ivoire kenya south africa not in africa i think every other country i think i can't say for certain is in that development stage and you know in nigeria now you have two main stakeholders two main strong ones competing <laughs> or maybe building the industry rather not competing and that um you have gamer africa i don't know if you've heard of them oh yeah. i think okay so we have gamer africa doing real cool awesome stuff and then we also have um we have the lagos state esport forum they are also the makers of uh, mobile and that's a platform where you play games and make money as well so Those are the two main strong players I know that are pushing it. That's Ifa Kintaju, he runs an Afro gamer as well. You have Gamer Africa, Kumi and the rest. Those are the main guys. But aside that, I mean, if you look at other nations, you have small players coming up here. And I know we are Gamer Africa. They also coming up with cool stuff. I know we have Send Games as well. But Feja is the most popular one that people actually travel to compete in Western Africa mm. and in East Africa. we have some guys doing cool stuff as well 
But eSport, eSport, eSport is sure. eSport is going to drag in a lot of money because of the way it works. It's physical. You make your money instantly. <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. Once you organize the tournament, you can start doing your mathematics. How many people have arrived? This, that. <laughs> and then brands too would love to come and showcase their works at those kind of events. So those are the things that are really supporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Well, um, thank you so so much, Oscar, for coming on the couch today. This has been a very, yeah. very, very interesting conversation we've had about Africa Communicate, about the space of creatives, gaming, esports, comics, you know, XR, and you know what the future is. I think it would it would be it would be wrong if I do not ask you a question about the metaverse, right? So, like, I, I think the question that I would want to ask you would be a non-NFT question, right? <laughs> so, what do you just think about the future of like the metaverse, right? Um, especially, like, what do you think are going to become mainstream? You know, this year, next year, what do you think is in the closest future with development, with creators being the in thing today? around mm-hmm. you know the space of xr yeah um so the first thing i just need i think i need to really put out there is people need to understand that already the metaverse exists way before even facebook came to change their name to meta the metaverse yeah. exists and people have been trying to get on it people have been experiencing lots of stuff like trying things many many interesting stuff there are various metaverse space for various kind of things. And just like with the blockchain technology, what people are trying to do with the metaverse right now is one, accessibility. Make it much more accessible to lots of people because you know the hardware requirements as well as in data connectivity and all are some of the things that are slowing its adoption. And two, actual use cases. And I think that's why this news, um, this top tech organizations getting into it now is creating lots of buzz because now they're actually trying to connect the metaverse with the real life where in that metaverse, if you go to a store and order for something, it gets delivered to you directly. You get the idea. And nobody has, as at now, all we have are like more of speculations of this is what we are building. This is what it would look like you would love it. <laughs> you get the idea. And um, yeah, so that's one first thing to know. So it's not like, a lot of people are saying it cannot stay, it will not last. Why I made mention of that is you need to know it's already existing and we already have millions of people on those various platforms. So mm-hmm. there's no, yeah. <laughs> so it's not something new, it works and it's not going to be going any anytime soon. Where there would now be a problem in terms of looking at the future is this whole idea of decentralized and centralized. You get um, one person is not going to be able to control it. And these decentralized metaverses are now, we don't know how long they are going to stay or if they are going to be um, feasible in terms of implementation. So that's what we don't know. But lots of people are experimenting, lots of people are getting on it. So expect your mind to be blown and if you are in the digital creative space, do invest time in it because you don't want to be late to the party. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. On that note, I'd like to thank you again for coming on the couch. And for everyone that's listening, you already heard from the horse's mouth if you are in the digital 
um, economy, if you are a creative, um, don't be left behind, you know, start something, join the community, um, begin to learn, begin to learn how to monetize your skills, begin to learn what use cases your skills can be used to, begin to join projects, begin to collaborate with other people and begin to kind of build that future we all are looking forward to blowing our minds today. And on that note, I'd like to say, um, make sure to subscribe. If you're listening from anywhere, make sure to subscribe, make sure to share this episode with your friends. You already know every single week we bring you amazing, amazing founders on the couch to share their product stories. And so until next time, see ya. <laughs>